named Ananias with Sapphira and his wife sold a possession. Kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whiles it remained, was it not thine own? After it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. Great fear came on all them that heard these things. The young men arose and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. It was about the space of three hours after when his wife got done sharpening it. Target, I'm just kidding. When his wife, knowing what was done, came in, verse 8, and Peter answering unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. She said, Yea. Man, ain't it something? You can always get people to agree with you to do something wrong. I mean, if I wanted to go bar hopping, I could call up a crowd of people. We'd get them, I and mean, we'd have a van load. Try to get that same crowd to go to church. Isn't that something? She agreed to lie to the Holy Ghost, lie to the man of God, lie on the things they had already promised they was going to do for God. The Bible said in verse number 9, Then Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them that have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. And by the hands of the apostles, verse 12. Now, here's the context. Everything that's happened in chapter 5. Now, it's in the same context, great fear fell on the community. It's what the Bible said in verse 11. Fear fell on the church in the middle part of chapter 5. Verse 11, in the middle part uh, about verse 5. And, and verse 11, great fear fell on the church and as many as hear these things, watch in verse 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. They were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest, durst no man join himself to them. But the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord multitudes, both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on the beds and the couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And there came also a multitude out of the cities round about uh, to Jerusalem bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed Everyone, Father, we pray today that you'd help me and the preaching the power of the Holy Ghost help me to mind you today. Be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Let nothing be done in strife and vainglory. I pray everything be done in the power of the Holy Ghost and demonstration of the Spirit. Help me to be the vessel that you could preach through to help every heart. Help me to challenge. Help me to preach. Help me to confront. Help me to deal with everything you help me to. And Lord, we pray that, dear God, that I'd get out of the way so that your will can be accomplished in every life, that you'd unify the body of believers, that we'd be in one mind and one accord, that we'd go 
go forward and do the work of God in 2022 for your praise and honor. We'll thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, we thank you and pray. Amen. You can be seated. I prayed and thought this, this week that I'd be preaching on, on keeping the birds away. And uh, then I thought of me preaching a series on Christmas that the Lord's beginning to work in my heart. But the Lord asked me back this morning in Acts chapter number 5, I want to preach on this thought, casting the right shadow. The Bible said in verse number 15 that Peter cast the kind of shadow that others wanted to be a part of or get under. And for Lord's help today, I want to preach on this thought, casting the shadow God wants us to cast. I want you to think about this. The Bible says that great wonders were done by the apostles. The Bible says that there was a crowd in the church that day, that they were in that local church here in Acts 5, and everyone that was present, the only one that the Holy Ghost saw fit to mention, that his shadow cast such a powerful shadow that they wanted to bring the sick, just hoping that the shadow of Peter might have a powerful impact his name was Peter. This is the same man who denied when he should have confessed. This is the same man who failed God. This is the same man who fled when he should have stood. This is the man, same man who should have spoke up. Instead, he kept his mouth shut. Here is a man who is casting a powerful shadow. It's, I think it's to me... It's the Lord showing us that it doesn't matter how bad you fail God, doesn't matter how bad you miss God, God can still use you to have a powerful impact and influence on other people's life. I want you to think about this shadow here. First of all, think about this shadow. What is a shadow? A shadow is simply can only be present when there's light. You can't have a shadow without having light. The Bible said in 1 John, if we walk in the light, amen, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. We have a light, we have a shadow because there's a light present. We think about the devil being an angel of light. They some people casting a shadow that I don't want to be in. Amen. But every single person in this room is casting some kind of shadow. What kind of shadow are you casting? I hope it's one that the weak can get under. I hope it's one that the wounded can get under. I hope it's the one the feeble can get under. But whatever shadow we are casting, we need to cast the right kind of shadow. You think with me about a shadow. They are comforting shadows. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? Well, think about it for a minute. When you're out there working in 100 degree weather and there ain't no wind blowing and amen, somebody says, well, go eat your lunch and take a break. Most everybody looks for a tree or a rock or something to get under to bring a comforting, amen, from a rest underneath the shadow. Amen. Thank God for the tree being a comfort. Amen. Thank God for the rock being a comfort. I remember sometimes being out yonder, I'd, I'd walk in side of my daddy's shadow. It was a comfort to be in a shadow. So there's comforting shadows. Then there's concerning shadows. You ever thought about the kind of, of shadow that maybe your kids are walking in a shadow of a bad influence? You see, sometimes uh, 
uh, that shadow or influence uh, you don't want in your kid's life. Uh, and, and I don't want them being around certain people that are casting the wrong kind of shadows. And so there's concerning shadows. There's comforting shadows. Uh, but then there's, uh, there's the kind of shadows that are changing. The Bible says that the, the church crowd, the, the lost crowd, the, the community crowd, the crowd that fear come upon the church and fear came upon the community. So much so that the Bible says they went to the sick and went and brought them out into the streets. They went to and brought them out on beds and they brought them out on couches. And, and they went to all the cities round about, the multitude, the cities round about Jerusalem to bring sick folks and folks that had an unclean spirit just hoping that the shadow of Peter might overshadow them and they might get healed. Now, that's a superstitious idea. I, I, I'm thinking in my mind, God might judge them for doing something like this. There's no power in a shadow. There's no strength in a shadow. But there is strength and influence. And there is strength and, and the influence that we're casting over the, in this life that we're walking. So think about this. Here this crowd is bringing sick, bringing unclean, and setting them out in streets, setting them on beds sitting them on couches just hoping not that Peter touch them not that preacher, uh, Peter, preacher Peter pray over them. Not, not, not that John the Beloved might come over and say a few words. Just, just set them out in the streets and just hope that just him passing by, just his influence, just his presence would is so powerful that it might have a healing impact on my lost family, on my sick family, on my demon-possessed family. Now that's power when a community is so, not just the church, but the community is so impacted by the influence of a preacher and a church that they start piling sick people out in the street like there's a parade going on. Have y'all thought about that? So here's what I want to ask you. In Acts chapter number 5, there's two church members, no doubt they saved, but they lied to the Holy Ghost. And they lied to the church. And God had to kill them. I, I want to preach a message on them young men one day, on them young men that had a hard task. Can you imagine going to church, wanting to hear preaching, wanting to hear shouting, wanting to get in on what's going on in the house of God, and your job all day is to bury disobedient rebels. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine your job? I won't preach. Here's my thought. I'm going to preach on taking out the trash. Amen. I mean, man, they ain't helping the church. They're hindering the church. They're hurting the church. They're harming the church. But God says, I'm going to flip this thing around and I'm going to take a disobedient act. I'm going to take a lying act and I'm going to put the fear back in the church because the fear is not going to be in the community if it's not in the church. We're about to get where we need to be at this morning. Y'all with me? What kind of shadow is Landrum Independent Baptist Church casting over this community? What kind of shadow are the women of this church casting over other women? What kind of shadow or influence or impact or impression is Peter 
casting over this community. It's he's so he so made an impact. The same one that cussed and denied God. The same one that stripped his clothes off, got naked, went fishing, and got six other men to go with him. The same one that the rooster crowed and called him to repent and get right with God is now preached. 3,000 people's got saved. He's one of the leaders of the local church and he's got so much influence. Not John the beloved shadow. It doesn't talk about no, not nobody else but Peter's shadow. As if to say, just cause you've messed up don't mean I can't use you again. Just because you've missed the mark don't mean I can't use you again. And just because he's been hurt and just cause he's been harmed and just cause have had to use some young boys to tote the trash out does not mean that the community cannot still be impacted powerfully by the shadow of the local church. Are y'all with me? So I want you to think about this. In Acts, we find out what the New Testament church is supposed to have. It ought to bring conviction. It ought to confront us. I want to cast the right kind of shadow. I want to cast a comforting shadow. I want to cast a, a changing shadow. This kind of shadow is going to change some sick folk. This kind of shadow is going to impact demon-possessed people. Because the book says that every one of them got healed. This is a whole lot different than somebody making you pay $5,000, hey man, and touch the TV screen and telling you that they're healed and some of them get healed and some of them don't. Oh no, this is the power of God that's on a local body of believers, the power of God that's on individual believers and just the presence, just the shadow they're casting. They're walking. It ain't about Peter. It's about the light because there wouldn't be no shadow if there wasn't no light. You can't have a shadow without having a light. Somebody say amen. And the closer you are to the light, the bigger shadow you have. And the amen. And the source of the light has an impact on what change it reigns in people's lives. Are y'all with me? Six people are walking away. Lame people are leaving the couch behind. Demon-possessed people are walking away with the joy of the Holy Ghost just because, amen, the shadow that a local church is casting in the community. It's changed the church. It's changed the crowd. Amen. Are y'all with me today? It ain't about Peter. It's about the light that makes the shadow powerful. Are y'all with me? Say, preacher, why in the world does it mention Peter? Because if we'll be honest, we can identify with Peter. We ain't all been, we ain't stood like we need to stand. We've been denying Instead of seeing people delivered. Are y'all with me? Right. Ain't none of us in here perfect. But I do want to walk on some water. Would y'all say amen? Now I'm not talking about walking on Lake Bowen. But I'd like to walk on top of what other people are being drowned in. I'd like to, hey man, through the storm, I'd like to scooch up to Jesus rather than stay in the boat and do nothing. I want to be the kind of person that casts a powerful, comforting, life-changing shadow. Think about Christ. He is the light. He is the shadow. There's no shade tree like Jesus. Amen. Now, preacher, how can we do that? 
That's what I need to get to today. Think about this right here. If we're going to be the right kind of shadow, if we're going to... In, in Acts chapter 5, they had a... They had a shadow people wanted to get in. People wanted their lost family to get in. People wanted demon-possessed to get in. They had a shadow that other people wanted. Are, are, y'all, are y'all with me? Didn't have to be at church. You can tell how churchy, church folks are when they leave church. Cain had a sacrifice when he was at church. But when he left church, he killed somebody. Somebody say amen, preacher. Amen. Y'all know I'm right. Hey, they out in the street. And they had such an influence and such an impact that other men wanted their young boys to get in the shadow of Peter. And every preacher needs to be in the shadow of another preacher and have somebody in his shadow falling after him. Somebody say amen. And every church member, every man needs to be in the shadow of an older man and needs to have older older men need to have younger men in their shadow and older women need to have younger... That's the Bible, say amen. Titus chapter 2, amen. Uh, young people in here need to have other younger people. Uh, you are casting a shadow, whether it be whether it be a good shadow or a bad shadow. There is light. It's either a good light or a bad light, say amen. Am I right about that? It could be a comforting shadow, a Christ-illuminated shadow. It could be a kind of shadow that others' lives are impacted by. Preacher, how can I do that? Well, I think if we're going to find out, we got to go all the way back to Acts chapter 2. Go back to Acts chapter number 2. If we're going to be the kind of church people, the kind of preachers, the kind of church, hey man, that's casting the right kind of shadow, then listen to me, listen to me. (laughs) Shadow out here in this world is always proportionate to how close they are to the sun. And you won't have a shadow if the world comes between you and the sun. Is everybody with me tonight? I don't know. I got some folks with me. You can't have a shadow without the sun if you're outside. Are y'all with me? You got to have, if the world comes between, I'm glad the sun's shining somewhere. Amen. Has a shadow been cast somewhere? I just want to have the right kind of shadow. That folks are changed. That folks are comforted. That folks, hey man, realize it ain't about me. It's about Christ. Peter had already went up with John in Acts chapter, hey man, in Acts chapter number two. They're sitting over there. I want to know what kind of, how, how can I, how can we, how can us, how can we in 2022 cast the right kind of shadow? It's got to be Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Watch this. Watch what the book says. John's up there. Peter's up there. Watch what happened. If you're going to have the right kind of shadow, if you're going to cast a powerful shadow, hey man, you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. 
There has to be the person of the Spirit of God, amen, empowering the local church for the church to have a powerful shadow. Amen. With the church to be powerful, we must have the person of the Holy Ghost. Would y'all say amen? Amen. There ain't no power without the Holy Ghost. Be not drunk with wine when it's excess, but be filled with the Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit of God took up residence in your heart, in whom you trusted. After that, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed. You are sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, under the redemption of the personal possession, under the praise of his glory. Amen. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. Amen. Thank God for that spiritual birth. We've been born from above. The Holy Ghost took up, amen, residence in our heart. Amen. It's not just bumping into the Holy Ghost. But the church that has the right shadow, powerful shadow, is going to have to have the person of the Holy Ghost. Heard y'all say amen. But look at Acts 4.31. Look at Acts 4.31. This church, to have the powerful shadow, amen. This church didn't care much about programs, promotions, publicity, prestige, popularity, but they had power. And they had power to cast the right kind of shadow. Hey, man, because they had the person of the Holy Ghost living on the inside. You got to be saved and you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Why, why, don't, why, don't, why, don't, why, don't, why don't the church of the living God realize we can't do nothing for God without being filled with the Spirit of God? Amen. Amen. That's right, ain't it? Now watch this. Look at Acts 4.31. You're going to have a you're going to cast the right kind of shadow, have a powerful influence. In other words, hey, man, impact the community around you and fellow church members and children and mamas and daddies and sinners and saints. You're going to cast the right shadow. How, preacher? The person being filled with the person of the Holy Ghost. In other words, getting empty of self and being filled with his presence. Hey, man. And then be a praying church. Watch this. Acts 4.31. Watch what the Bible says. And when they had prayed, this time at the church, the place was shaking where they were assembled together. Watch this again. And wait a minute, they just got filled in Acts 2. Wait, wait just a minute, let's back up. Jesus come by and said, the windows and the doors are shut. And he said, let me eat some cheese with you. <laughs> Amen. I like cheese. Jesus likes cheese. And he likes fish. And he likes bread. And on, and on the resurrected side, he's eating with them. And the Bible says he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. Wait a minute. They done got a little dose for, amen, before, he, before Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, they got filled with the Holy Ghost. Now they're praying. Amen. They, got, they were praying back in Acts 2. Now they're praying again, brother. They already been filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says they played, they were similar together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Watch this. And they spake the word of God with boldness. They were filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts 2. They were, had the person and presence of the Spirit of God dominating everything they did. And they were a praying church. How long has it been since you prayed for more than five minutes? How many of you prayed for this service this morning? How many of you prayed more? How many of you? Pray more than you ate. 
How many of you spent more time with God than you did with the TV? How many of you spent more time? And are y'all with me today? This church was a praying church. They had the right kind of shadow casting. Hey man, they had the right, hey man, because they were the person of the Holy Ghost had preeminence in their life. They had praying church. But watch this. Go back to Acts 5. I won't reread it, but y'all know the story. We just read it to you. They had purity. If you're going to have the right kind of influence, have the right kind of impact in your church members and in the community around you, then you're going to have to be have the presence of the Holy Ghost in your life. I mean, be filled. I mean, be flowing over. Amen. You're going to have to be a praying church and you're going to have to have purity in the church. Do you know when God let fear fall on the church? Do you know when God let fear fall on the community? Do you know it was not until they had a crowd purified out of the church. When Ananias and Sapphira got removed from the church, that's when fear fell. Are y'all with me? When the trash got taken out. Amen. It was after that, Acts 5, 12, watch what the book says, and the apostles, and by the hands of the apostles, were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Wait a minute. And they were all in Solomon's porch. They was all gathered up for church. They was all hanging out at the church and miracles started being done by the apostles and signs after Ananias and Sapphira's the troubles, the liars, the rebellious. Amen. The one that had lied to the Holy Ghost, lied to the church. God didn't make them sell their land and give the money to the church. They said it. They said it. Whenever, when the need was presented, they said, I'm going to do this and I'm going, and, and what they wanted, they wanted the recognition without the responsibility. They wanted the position without being charged to the purse. Somebody ought to say amen. 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 That's exactly right. They wanted everybody to think they are something when in reality they were a bunch of liars they were saved they were right with God or they wouldn't have done it to begin with but God said if amen if you're going to put out the right shadow if you're going to have the amen you got to have the power of the Holy Ghost you've got to be a praying church and you got to be a purified church you know what God helped us do he taught on it Sunday morning you said preacher my my sin ain't going to affect nobody ask Achan if one man's sin will affect the whole congregation It'll affect his whole family. It affected his wife. It affected his donkey. It affected, amen. It affected his ox. It affected his kids. Cause one man sinned and thought he had it dealt with and hid where nobody could find out. Is everybody with me? God gave him a chance to repent. He didn't do it when he brought it down to the tribe. Gave him a chance to repent when he brought it down to the family. Never did repent. Until he said, thou art the man. And he said, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I got garments I ain't wore. And I've got money that I stole from God. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a thief. And, 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 and I'm a liar. And, and my disobedience has called 30-something men to die. Yeah. Amen. 30 men died because of one man's sin. And you, you know what the Bible said? Can you imagine Aiken's little boy and little girl saying, Daddy, what in the world did you do? Daddy, what in the world did you do? Where's this stuff at? I ain't even never seen you wear this garment. I don't know why you lusted over this garment, the things of the world. I don't know why you tried to rob God and love the things of the world. I, Daddy, I can't believe you're doing it. Daddy, you've told us now how in the world have you done this? And he thought he had it hid. Y'all, I'm, boy, I'm telling you, hey, some doorbells being rung in here. Y'all might as well say amen. 
Hey, man, preacher, preach on, preacher. Hey, man. Hey, and daddy, can you? And then they get them out there. And you know what happened? They throwed rocks and they stoned them. And then they set them on fire. And wrath fell on a crowd that rejected God's mercy and rejected God's opportunity to repent. And stand. Hey, man. Are y'all listening to this preacher? One sin, one man's sin will affect the congregation. One man's sin will affect the whole crowd and his family. You ain't getting away with nothing. You might as well say amen. Amen. To, to have the right kind of church, casting the right kind of shadow, person of the Holy Ghost, a praying church, a purified church. But watch this. Watch this in our chapter. Look at Acts 5, 12 again. Watch what the book says. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Watch this. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. There had to be a partnership. Thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for a praying church. Thank God for a church that's purified. He said, Preacher, see, here's the thing. Deal with your sin instead of trying to cover it up. Confess it. Quit trying to justify it and confess it. Quit trying to pet it and carry it behind you. Every once in a while when ain't nobody looking, pull in the cart rope, pitch your sin, and then let it go back out. Ain't I holy? I smell good. My sweat don't even stink. Ain't I something? Then ain't nobody looking. Pet my little sin. Then they go, boy, I'm telling you, I'm so good. I come to church every time doors open. Everybody sees me putting my envelope in. Hey, man, boy, they think. No, here's what the problem is. Your sin's going to find you out. Hey, man, preacher, preach on, preacher. Is everybody with me? Here's what the book says. Get that stuff purified. Here, here was, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face. That sounds, that sounds good right there. That's got three, but that ain't all. Fourth one, turn from their wicked ways. Then, at that point, will I hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. Hey, man, preacher, preach on. Is everybody with me? Purified church. Praying church. Powerful person of the Holy Ghost taking over people's lives. Hey, man, church. But it's a church that's in partnership. The Bible said in verse number 12, when they start, when miracles started manifesting themselves was when they got, they were praying church. The person of the Holy Ghost took precedence in the church. They, they, they were a powerful church. They were doing great things when they got purged. But when they were, when God got to moving, it was cause it was in one mind and one accord. They were in partnership with no big eyes and little U's. Everybody realized we all got our own little a road to hoe. We've all got our responsibilities. We've all got our role. Hey man, and God help us to link up in one mind and one accord and do something for God. Acts 2 place shaken, fire showed up, Holy Ghost filled. Acts chapter number 5 when purging went, took place praying took place. Hey Amen. The person of the Holy Ghost had his way when that took place. Then they partnered together. Got one mind and one accord again. And God did powerful things. Not just through the church but through individual preachers. Through individual people. I'm not talking about being in one mind and one accord on a unanimous vote at the church. That's good. But I'm talking being unified in doctrine. 
unified in our devotion. Unified, hey man, in our dedication to God. I wonder, are we on the same page when it comes to serving God? Are we on the same page in our devotion to God? If some of us got our priorities here, when, when everybody else has our priorities here. Is everybody with me? When they get in one mind and one accord in doctrine and dedication and devotion to God, God shows up and a powerful shadow is cast not just within the church, but around the community. Amen. Say, church, I want, I want to be a part of that kind of church. How can we do it? Here's the proof of it. Look in Acts 5 verse 15. Here's the proof. That's how you do it. Person of the Holy Ghost. Let me ask you this. If you, got, you say, preacher, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, that's good. How long has it been? If you filled your gas tank up and never filled it up again, you ain't going nowhere. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and then the next day filled with the Holy Ghost. There's a reason why. Be not drunk with wine when it's excess, but be filled. That's a continual process. It starts the initial. I don't want to brag on sin, but if you've ever been drunk, you remember the first time you got drunk. And if you're going to stay drunk, you've got to, stay, you've got to keep on drinking. If you're going to stay filled, you'll remember if you got filled with the Holy Ghost, and you've got to keep getting filled to stay filled. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. And the word filled anyway has the bottom knocked out and the top knocked out, and it comes from the bottom up. Amen. I'm talking about God's got a water hose stuck in your soul that's hooked into the portals of glory. Amen. And you ought to say, God, fill me up. That's what David said. He said, praise God, I don't just have a cup half filled and a cup half empty. I got a cup that's overflowing. I'm a drinking from my cup's overflowing. Well, preacher, my, 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 I ain't, my cup ain't overflowing. I'm going to tell you how to get it overflowing. Quit sitting there doing nothing. If you got a bowl of water, stick your head in it. It'll overflow. Somebody say amen. Amen, preacher. That's right. How can we do it? How, what kind, what's the evidence? What's the proof? Look with me. Look, look at some of these words. Watch what the Bible said in verse 15. It said this in verse 15. That at the least, just at the least, the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. I just want to get in the shadow. I just want to get, it wasn't superstitious. It wasn't really even about Peter. He'd already made that clear in Acts 3. Silver and gold have we none. Such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. You don't think the crippled man's testifying? It wasn't about Peter and about John. They were just the vessels. They were the companions going up. <laughs> Amen. It was Christ in them that helped me, that raised me up. Are y'all with me? It wasn't, it wasn't a superstitious thing. No, here, here's what it was. They recognized the influence of Peter. They recognized the power of Peter and the power of the local church that God would use somebody that had failed. They didn't knew about Peter. He's that Peter. He's that preacher that messed up and cursed. He was woman by the wrong fire. He was that preacher that went back to, uh, got neck and went back to fishing. He's that preacher. Hey, Amen. God's, look, God's put it, filled him with the Holy Ghost. He's a praying man now. He's a 
powerful man now. He goes to that church that's pure. You can't go over there and dibble dabble in sin. You got to get that thing right. The Holy Ghost show it up on you. He, amen, preacher, preach on. Amen. They partner together. They in court one of mine, one accord. Just lay them out. Sick and, and, and demon filled. Just lay them out. Just, just hoping that at the very least, the shadow of that man, the shadow of the people of God, the influence of the people of God might have an impact on my loved ones. You know what you need to do? I hear people all the time saying, well, uh, you know, we don't want to homeschool. Uh, my kids won't be around other young kids. Hoggy washy. You know, some of the best young people are the ones that get raised up around older men, older women. You know why that is? Think about it. I remember being down there at the gas station. I didn't really know all that Daddy was doing, taking me down there at the gas station, eating them peanuts in that glass Coke bottle. Felt a little God on that. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I didn't know all he was doing when he was taking me by there to eat a moon pie in the RC. I didn't know all that. But I realized them old benches out front, them old guys out there just talking. They've been working. They're, they've been working. Hey, uh, Shane, won't you come over and help me throw some hay? Well, I went over and helped Bill White throw some hay. I got to meet folks and be around folks that were older than me because dad wanted me to have the influence of hardworking men to impact my life, not just dad and my grandpa, but other men. And so, hey, you don't want your kids to hang around a bunch of heathens. If you want your kids to act like heathens, let them hang around a bunch of heathens. But if you want them to act, grow up to be good men and good women, then let them hang around good men and good women. And all God's people said, you ought to have the influence and the shadow in people's lives that you want them to become one day. Somebody say amen. You know what, daddies? Be the right kind of daddy. Show your kid how to be a daddy. Be the right kind of husband. Show you what? Amen, preacher. Amen. I tell you what you ought to do. Date your daughters every once in a while and show them what it's like to be treated like a lady. Somebody ought to say amen. Man, I ain't got time to deal with that. I didn't know all that's in there, but it's in there. Amen. Preach on, preacher. If they saw more loving at the house, they'd think loving was the normal thing when they have their own house. I'll tell you one thing. My boys will never say they don't get, they get sick of saying loving at my house. Preach on, preach on. I'm going to leave that alone. Amen. They ought to have the shadow of influence, the impact uh, that, that we want to impact our young people. You know why? I'm, I'm excited about ROTC. I asked him about it a while ago. Because if that's what he wants to do in the future, he needs to start being around people like that right now. If he wants to be a Marine in the future, he needs to be around folks that are Marines right now. Are y'all with me today? I want, my, I want my girl to be a godly girl. Then let her hang around godly people. Is everybody with me? Let the shadow of godly women have an impact in her life. Praying women. Fear spirit filled women. Amen. Purified women living pure lives, separated lives. Women that are partners, not, not always trying to stir up gossip, but partners to get in one mind, one accord with what's going on down at the house of God. Amen. Amen. We ain't got nothing planned tonight to eat. But you know what we ought to? I'm glad we got a crowd. I'd say, you know what? I think we ought to have a little something out. You know what we're going to have? We ain't going to have a bunch of bickering. Oh, now I'm going to preach her. Sprung it on us again. You know what we'll do? They'll go out 
get some chicken, amen, some soup, and we'll have a fellowship. You know why? Because we want our families. We like being around folks that love this book. Amen. Is there y'all with me? They had a shadow that others wanted to be around. Watch this. Verse 15. The sick were healed. They brought out their sick. The spirits, the unclean spirits were cast out of people. See, you said, preacher, wait a minute. Hold on. This shadow, sickness was healed. Unclean spirits were cast out. Not just that. It was completely successful. Everyone that was around the shadow was healed. Everyone. You said, preacher, I don't know. My young people, you know, they're going to be impacted like other young people. I'm going to tell you what to do. Just keep bringing them around with a shadow of influence that's powerful and prayerful and in partnership. Are y'all with me? And the presence of the Holy Ghost is dominating the people's lives that they're at. And you know what will happen? It'll have an impact unconsciously and subconsciously that, hey, man, I know it so. It's right. If you want your kid to learn how to be a cowboy, let them hang around cowboys. Ain't nothing wrong with cowboys. I always thought if we had a church slam full of rednecks, we'd have a good church. Somebody say amen. Hey man, if we made everybody join, have to have some kind of four-wheel drive, hey man, we'd probably have a, somebody say amen. I believe we ought to have a crowd of folks that love God and don't mind getting their hands dirty and being a part of people's, amen, preacher. Listen, they were successful. Everybody was influenced. Everybody was impacted. I'm, I'm not, I'm, am I adding to that? I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you. Look at verse 16. There came a multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem, bringing six folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. What's the book say? How was it? Say, I can't hear y'all. Hey, man, some of y'all still ain't answering. One more time. Everyone, you know what you'll get if you want. <laughs> if you'll come with a getting attitude, you know what you'll get. You'll get. If you come, that's what the book says. If you come hungry, guess what? You're going to be filled. If you come thirsty, guess what? You're going to have your thirst quenched. Folks leave hungry and leave because they didn't come hungry. Hey, man, I started, I started to go buy Dollar General Family Dollar Dollar Tree and get a bunch of them dumb, dumb suckers. You ever seen them? I was going to pass them all out and tell everybody to eat them before they got here. And here's what the problem is. We eat the junk food of the world and we don't want the stakes of God's blessings. Somebody say, if you, if you, hey man, don't, mamas and daddies, you don't like them eating all that candy for supper time because it wasn't do. Spoil their what? Apple, say it one more time. What's it spoil? If you eat the world's mess all the time, it spoils you. Somebody say amen right there. Hey man, somebody said, well, preacher, I'm going to go a long time. And, and then it don't work. Uh, we went to Saskatoon. Is that, is that what that place was? I think it's Saskatoon. I don't know. It's that good place. Ain't, ain't as high as a lot of these other restaurants. Went to that place, you know, you eat crocodile nuggets. Ooh, that's good stuff. Hallelujah. There might be some in heaven. Hey man. I made all kinds of elks and, and wild hog. That was good, boy. Man, that was good. I'm feeling hungry right now. Hey, man. I remember we went out there. Man, that was, that was good eating. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think you heard him say, hey, man, daddy, that was good. I mean, it's it good eating. But here's, here's what I tried to do. I tried not to eat all day so I could eat everything when I got there. It didn't work. 
you got you got to you got to you got to feed that appetite a little bit, and then it makes you. Are y'all with me? So you because so he's. That's what the problem is. Folks will eat one verse on Sunday morning, starve to death all week, and wonder why their spiritual belly shrunk. I feel like preaching right there a minute. Amen, preacher. You see, there was a shadow cast. There was sickness healed. There was spirits cast out. Success was, was, was the key word for that church. Everyone was healed. Watch the celebration. Watch what, watch what the book said. The Bible says they magnified them. And the people magnified. That word there magnified, here's what it means. To show great, to esteem highly. Think, think of this, think of this. My, my, my wife has got some cushions down at the, uh, at the table right there at the pool. Here's what, the, the sun reflecting off the glass on, on Noah's window magnified the sun rays and melted every one of them cushions. Like, you know, not my boys. Almost like somebody stuck a lighter to them. You know what I'm saying? I admit, I'm looking at that and I said, no, it ain't mine. Ain't no way they done that. No. And then I stand right there and I felt something like burning a hole in my cheek. And what it was, that, that, that window reflected the sun to the point it melted. It melted every one of them cushions. You know, you know what the word, we ought to do, you know what we ought to do? Well, well, my God, when cold sinners come in here, we ought to be like a glass and magnify the presence of God. And it melts that old cold sinner's heart and life starts springing up again. Are y'all with me? God can take a dead stick and make it put on almonds and make blooms pop out. You don't believe me? Look, go back to the Old Testament. I'll prove it to you. He'll take a dead stick. He'll take a crooked stick and draw a straight line. Ain't nobody can do that but God. There's a celebration going on. They're magnifying the, they're, they're, hey man, they're making big the things of God. They're exalting the things of God. Hey man, the community has been impacted. Hey, but watch this. Not just the shadow of the sickness. Gone, the spirits cast out, the success of the church, the celebration of the people around the church. But watch the snowballing. Watch what happens. Watch what the Bible says. Look what the book says. Woo! Verse 14, and believers were the more added to the Lord. What does that say? Multitudes. Well, I looked that up. How do you define multitude? I couldn't find a definition. There were so many different ideas. Here's what I think about when I see a multitude. A great group of people. It wasn't a, in my mind I'm thinking, hey, how many people showed up down there uh, to the fall festival? A multitude of people. What that means is, is a big crowd that nobody thought they could really even put a number to. The church Snowball. It got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and multitude. The more it rolled forward, the bigger it got. The more it rolled on, the bigger it got. And it's like it was just sucking everybody in because they seen spirits get cast out, sickness get healed, the shadows that was casted. They wanted a part of it. They saw the partnership. They saw the prayer. They saw, hey man, the power of God. They saw the person of the Lord be exalted. And they said, I gotta have some of that. I want that. I want to join that. I want to be a part of that. I say hallelujah to God. Church, here's what we need to have. We need to have a powerful shadow that has a comforting cast, Christ-honoring cast, 
a confident cast. Don't cause chaos wherever you go. Don't cause confusion wherever you go. Don't cause calamity wherever you go. Have a Christ-like impact that people say, you know what? If they never do get to personally eat with Peter, if they don't get to personally talk to him one-on-one, I just want them to be around him. I just want my family to be around where Peter's at. I just want to be in his influence. I just want his shadow. Just if, if perfect, just to, just, just where he's at. I want be. I want them to hang around him. I want them to watch how he walks, watch how he talks, watch how he acts. Are y'all with me today? So here's my question. Miss Bethany comes. I'm gonna ask you this. What kind of shadow are you casting? Father, we love you today and pray God you'd help us to cast the right kind of shadow at Landrum Independent Baptist Church. Help us, Lord, to cast the right kind of shadow. We know, Lord, it'll be in direct proportion to our location to the sun. Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that others would find comfort in our shadow. Hey, Amen. Let us point them to the tree and point them to the rock that is higher than I. Lord, help us.